Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. Will you shut Who is up, man? Listen. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaras. And the Betches Sup Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news brought to you by your three funniest friends. Which is us! Wah! Woohoo! <laughs> it is us. Elise, yesterday we were... We were commenting when we did the intro that there's a reviewer that comes like once a month to say that he only thinks you're funny in the oh. iTunes. Oh, Elise is <laughs> That's funny. me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that is me. That's what they said yesterday. It's like every month it's like Very they have an alarm. obviously me. <laughs> they want to make sure. Has he given me a chance? I don't actually think so. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't think well, he has. Then it is you know what? Least... I would, much like Donald Trump, I would never denounce my fans uh, for any reason <laughs> or based on any amount of behavior. So yeah, I have, nothing I, have to say. Been, I have been working on some new intros, but they all sound very silly. I'm really stuck on this idea where I want to say this is the podcast where we help you close your tabs and open your mind. Mm. But I think we're pretty set in our ways. So that's just inviting people like to say... They're set in their ways. Now, Amanda, because I've been on working on some projects with some, Zen, with some Gen Z folks. Yeah. And I feel like what I get roasted about, I feel like, is, is it a millennial thing to keep 50 tabs open on each browser? Because <laughs> I feel like it is. It is. I'm not going to change. No. I'm set in my ways. But I do get roasted every time. And like... There's this one um, girl that I work with, and every time there's like a, a meme on not closing tabs, she tags me in it, and I'm like, I get it. Really? You know? It's like, it's like uh, to the people who have 80 tabs, just learn to let it go or something like that. That's like, like tagging. That's a general, it would never occur to me to tag somebody in that meme because that's a generalized meme. I didn't know that was a millennial thing, but that makes me even more attached to this phrasing. Yeah. Mine is such a, like my tab situation is so, because it's also, I will open the same one in other things. So I yes. just have like so many windows. Yes. Some yes. of the tabs are together. Some are yes. not. It's really, it is a mess. Well, it's a mess. Also, also, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm a two monitor bitch. Okay. <laughs> I do have a second monitor and sometimes I'm working off a dock, but I don't want to scroll down. No. I want to see the dock on one screen and then see the bottom of it on the other and continue to work. So yeah, exactly. You never want to toggle to and fro. That's a no. bitch. And then, yeah, then, cause that's where I'm at. And then I get way too involved in all my other half red tabs. So, okay. It sounds like we will explore this, this framing of the yeah. podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Betches podcast sponsored by Google Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> Keep those tabs open. You there, Google? We would love to promote gathering tabs options. Let the people know. Mm. <laughs> All right. So keep keep an ear out for that new intro. But for now, today we're going to sort of check in on why this president is still in office, explore what's happening there as we do every day, and then just look at some other aftershocks going on after the mayhem we saw on Wednesday. 
So House lawmakers today will vote on a resolution calling for Vice President Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment against President Trump. This is something of a warning shot for Mike Pence, and lawmakers have vowed to move forward with impeachment if uh, Pence doesn't do this in a day. They are probably going to vote on impeachment tomorrow. Mike Pence apparently visited Donald Trump in the Oval Office yesterday, and they reconciled, which is fucking crazy. That's <laughs> it. What could Donald Trump have possibly said? First of all, Donald Trump had not called Pence once since the mob threatened to hang him. Hang him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's crazy to me. It really makes me feel like Mike Pence is a psychopath on a level that I didn't understand because if someone sent an angry mob to kill me, I don't care about the political stuff if I want to run for president in 2024 like the fact that that could even be in your mind to be like well I have to think Mm. about the political implications I would be in a blind rage and I would be like this fucking guy tried to send a mob to kill Mm. me like it feels unhuman to me I I don't know if it's like psychopath or it's just like really weak like a refusal to stand up for yourself or refusal to like see what's going on a refusal to to care about yourself enough to, like, it's just, it's I like don't a self-esteem. Know. Yeah, it's, like self-esteem. it's a self-esteem problem. Like, read and, some Brene Brown. Right, <laughs> you're like daring greatly, right. dare to lead. It's Come on. crazy. It's like, it's like, um, it's like everyone knew the Titanic was gonna hit an iceberg, and there were more than enough lifeboats, but these people right. will not get on the lifeboat. They won't. <laughs> They will. There, Trump is. Trump is a sinking ship. The whole family's a sinking ship. Let it go. Absolutely. But nobody's like, or not enough people are letting it go. So it's just like, it's so sad. I don't know. Yeah, nobody who can have an impact. I was reading yesterday that as um we're getting some distance from Wednesday. It's just, I know to me personally, getting even more disturbing to watch yeah. the clips of what happened. Um, mm-hmm. Like really sickening. It's It's been a weird week, but I was reading that as they were in there, called, they had already entered the Capitol building and it was art, Pence was already locked down. In that time at 2.24 PM, Donald Trump tweeted that Mike Pence had, had betrayed him while they were in the fucking building. There's no other way to square this. I mean, when Trump is charged with something, I mean, I was asking my fiance, he was a lawyer, but whenever I ask him a question, he's like, acts like it's the, he's not mean to me, but he acts like it was the dumbest question ever. He's just like, well, he won't answer a question. He answers six different questions all around it. But the point is, I was like, Seems exactly. like he's a good lawyer. Probably a good lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I got some shit pending. I know. I'm always like, you would be the worst podcast guest because I ask you a question and you won't answer it. But I asked, it's like the fact that he's not showing any remorse continually. It's been a week and every chance this man has to show remorse and mm-hmm. say, I'm sorry this happened. I didn't mean to incite the violence or just mm-hmm. anything. This has to count against him in future ways that we hold him accountable. A la, a la Mia Ponsetto. Yes. The, so <laughs> so no remorse. No remorse. He might as well have worn a daddy hat, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't feel remorse. Like, I don't know. It's just so crazy. Like, the more details that I read about it, I know y'all probably talked about, but like even the day after, you don't even get the impact. Cause like during, I was like, oh shit, this is crazy. Let's talk about it. Then we're watching, I'm like watching like the maps and that one video of that, that black cop who like steered everyone away. Like Oof. it could have been so like the first thing I thought was where's AOC? Like yes. where's the squad? 
then you know but it was really bad and that's the thing that gets me it's like it's not just pence like these people still voted to overturn the election after they were in lockdown for two like they were mopping blood from the ground right as it was happening and wednesday was such a long day that i think we were processing it and just once it seemed to come to an end, I think for a couple of days, we sort of sat in the relief that it wasn't worse and sort of sat in that like, oh, it could have been so much worse. Thank God everyone, not everyone's okay. Five lives were lost. And now, like you said, seeing the videos, I mean, every network keeps showing the video of a rioter or a terrorist just smashing an officer to the ground with an American flagpole. And that I, I makes me sick to my stomach every time I see it. And that stuff is just re-watching that with the distance of it. I'm sure our listeners agree. It's just so, I can't believe this happened. It just gets worse and worse every day away because we're out of the adrenaline of like, oh my God, okay, thank God dozens or hundreds of lawmakers didn't die like they did in the fucking Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. <laughs> but it was still so te- so bad. I was talking about, I, I was talking about it in therapy yesterday. Good, and uh, as I was watching it, I was, I, I and I know other people had this feeling where I was like, am I about to see someone die on yeah. TV? Like, am I, like, well, how that- far is this going to go? And then the realization slowly over these past couple of days of, number one, just how far into the Capitol they got, how much damage was done. Like, the Capitol is a maze. It's very crazy that they were able to get into lawmakers' offices and Mm -hmm. stuff. They got into Jim Clyburn's office and fucked with it, even though his office is not, like, labeled. So there's a lot of weird stuff Mm. going on with just how deep they got into the Capitol, all of that. And just this realization that, like, it. the only reason it wasn't worse is just honestly, because the response was so inept almost that like, like number one, that we were able to get these lawmakers out just in the nick of time. And then number two, I just feel like because the crowd was able to disperse, we didn't see like a full on clash between like the national guard and this mob. But we almost saw that on TV. We almost saw them take literal hostages of our lawmakers on TV. We almost saw them get into an armed conflict in the middle of the Capitol with the National Guard. Like, all of that could have happened very easily. And it's crazy because, like, the lawmakers, um, you know, got away, some of them, but a lot of their staff didn't. And um, hearing about, uh, I watched parts of the 60 Minutes um, with Nancy Pelosi. Like, um, and seeing that her staff was locked in her office, like they got to her office, but they like barricaded and they were like under the table for two hours with them banging. Like that is 100%. Like that's so terrifying. They didn't know if they were going to make it out. Like we know that they did, but imagine that whole time they didn't know and they're doing their jobs. Like the lawmakers are literally having to call state governor saying this is serious like and the there's blood on the ground didn't call them the president didn't even fucking call his vice president he didn't make a statement like it's we have to take a second to step back and think about how crazy it is that that went down and the president was MIA at best actively involved in inflaming it at his worst. And he did not even make contact with these lawmakers. And as far as we know, he has never extended a personal condolence to a single person who was involved in a terrorist attack on the Capitol. And yeah. And like, 
he doesn't feel bad about he it. He doesn't no, feel bad about it. He's releasing letters that's like, everyone is talking about me. And it's like, babe, no one is. What are you talking Nobody's about? Nobody's talking about you. Melania, no one was please. even thinking about you. She used a part from her RNC speech. She just recycled it to say, like, everybody should just, should just well, come together. That's what happens when your fucking PR person resigns and your best friend writes a tell-all book and all this whatever. Oh, bloop. But, like, also, <laughs> I just can't get over, like... That they're they're asking, okay, whatever it happened, and like we're very lucky it didn't get worse. But these people are like, move on. I mean, really, like this has this virus this year. I mean, you know, has really showed me how fucking terrible, how much a life doesn't matter to these people. Like, how much did we politicize nine eleven? When you know 9/11, like it's like never forget, and they made this whole thing to have this war. We have a 9/11 every day of people dying, but yeah. because it's mostly black and brown people, who gives a fuck, right? Then it's like, then it's like, oh, terrorists, terrorists. We have actual terrorists. We've had terrorists this whole time um, with abortion clinics, but that's a whole other thing. But those are like actual things that they're not researching. But we have actual terrorists who are doing threats, and it's just like these people don't care and. The, it's like not even that they they're like oh move on like immediately after it's like what is wrong with you people? and it's also that there's a a key component to moving on is that accountability happens mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then everybody can move on like they're mm-hmm. saying oh you need to have unity with all of these republicans or you need to forgive us and it's like i can't or, or not even no. but it's like i can't forgive someone who hasn't apologized yeah. for anything we need to unite and move forward, can't believe I'm saying this, with those Republicans in holding these people accountable. And mm-hmm. then we can all move forward in unity like Joe Biden wants. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, it, we can't do it at the expense of accountability because that that is a part of moving forward. We can never move forward yeah. if we don't do this. And that's literally what we see play out in American history over and over and over again is we try to just be like, okay, we're moving forward from this atrocity now. And then we don't deal with it. And then it, it just piles up and piles up and piles up. And we're still dealing with the repercussions of every single thing that we've never dealt with before. I saw a tweet that said um, it, was civil, it was post-Civil War unity that gave us Jim Crow. Because we never – it has to be the accountability that unites us. And it's, it's – Right. There's a reason we have my mind that it's trials. not. If anything is going to unite us moving forward – this morning, I realized Rep. Paul Gosar, who was the Arizona, excuse me, Arizona rep, who basically led the whole objection. The first state yeah. they objected to was Arizona, so he started all this. And um, he, in January, remember, or in February, remember when Nancy Pelosi ripped up the State of the Union? Yeah. He called for her censure. Then <clears throat> I don't hear him calling for anyone to be censured as a result of what happened. No, no, but ripping up a piece of paper is fine. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. 
There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So today as we have for Congress to decide whether inciting a deadly violent coup to overthrow our government is enough to remove a president, we're going to dive into some other aftershocks from Wednesday's insurrection. At least two Democratic lawmakers have tested positive for COVID-19 after sheltering in place with hundreds of people, lawmakers, staff. Representative Perlil Jayapal of Washington and Representative Bonnie Watson-Coleman of New Jersey, they both tested positive. Watson-Coleman is 75 years old and she is receiving antibody treatments as a precaution. Jayapal told The Cut she'd already been quarantining after the insurrection. She suspected that she was exposed after Republican lawmakers refused to wear masks while forced even tighter quarters than normal. They should be wearing masks on the House floor, but that apparently was not a requirement. And a video circulating shows a number of GOP members, including QAnon supporter Marjorie Taylor Greene, who we are now going to call Typhoid Marjorie, <laughs> refusing to accept masks from another member and mocking her for handing them out. Did you guys see that video? I did not. Um, I'm trying to kind of create a blank space where Marjorie Taylor Greene should be in my mind. I'm trying to just, I don't know if you remember the episode of Black Mirror where you can block a person. <laughs> yeah. But I'm trying to kind of get that going that. with Marjorie Taylor Greene. I, um, I can't. Well, the thing about Jayapal is that she received the first dosage of Moderna, I think. I think it's Moderna. And yeah, she already received the first dosage, but you know, she's mm -hmm. not protected. And the reason, and it's crazy to think that like they all got the vaccine because of this part in law, you know, AOC explained, mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, we need contingency plans. Like everybody who, who like is in Congress, like needs to get it so that we don't become a lawless state when like we were so close to losing so many people. But yeah, that's what she was saying was that she got the first dosage and it doesn't protect you. You know, she, she hasn't gotten the second dose. Had they got the second dosage already, maybe it wouldn't, you know, but, um, and then, um, Bonnie from, uh, New Jersey, she's a cancer survivor. Oh wow. Like, you know, and, and this is <laughs> Jesus Christ. exactly like, this is crazy. It's like these people and like Republicans. I know, don't I know they won't, but if you give a cancer survivor COVID because you were refusing to wear a mask, yeah, take a minute with yourself, man. Really, really, really. But that's Ugh. what they're all doing now, anyway. You know, they don't fucking care. It's just crazy. They don't care about people living or dying. There's nothing anyone can say to convince me that they do. Nothing. They don't until like until it affects them personally. Unless you're Mike Pence. I mean, they were all almost killed. Yeah, they were that's all true. Almost I mean, killed. that's what's so crazy to me is I'm just like, how personally does it have to affect you? They were yelling, <laughs> hang Mike Pence. Like all of them had to quarantine, like had to be sequestered away. They're probably even the bad ones are traumatized by it to some degree. So I just don't understand it. Like 
it feels like it already has affected them personally. I would be affected personally if it had happened to me. (laughs) It's like, it's their political ambitions that are making them not demand accountability. But it's like, okay, if you want to be in politics for a long time, maybe you want to hold the people that attack the buildings you work in accountable so they don't try it over and over again. What Mm. is this? These are the, these are the people that, that pass hundreds of billions of dollars in defense budgets to keep us safe from threats abroad. And Mm. you're going to let all of those people and all of the people that hate us and want to harm us see no accountability for the people that incited a violent mob against our capital. It doesn't, I mean, there you could you could exhaust yourself for days pointing out all the all of it all the parts of it that are hypocritical. It just feels inhuman to me. Like it may it it just feels like I know that I shouldn't be surprised that politicians mm. or these and particularly these politicians put their the future of their party and the future of their political ambitions above everything else. I know that we've seen that play out many, many times for a long time, but it still shocks me that you could be the victim of a terror attack and be a target of a terror attack. And it's like, it's only giving you a little bit of pause. You're like, huh, that was close. Yeah. (laughs) And like, yeah, I guess I just really struggle with trying to understand because I'm like, what is their goal? tax breaks like i mean they want all people like people of color to be gone and then like except the ones that vote for them kind of like i just am just like you know it's just really yeah. hard for me to wrap my head around like they're willing to risk their lives because they feel strongly about small government or tax cuts or whatever it's just like makes no sense to me i think it's just the cult at this point like they believe in the thing that they believe in it's not any rational reason because clearly Trump is on his way to being isolated from the top of the party. We'll see. Whatever political future he has, whether it is connected to the Republican establishment proper or not, I mean, the only there's nothing good about what happened, but I personally have been satisfied seeing the Trump organization and family get everything they've always deserved this whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it took the the worst thing that's probably ever happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm glad this is the stain. And like and at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to remember that Betsy DeVos resigned. That's not going to be, that's going to be a footnote. All of these people that stuck with them until the end should be historically regarded that way. because she didn't want her fucking 25th, yeah. 25th. She's an asshole. Fuck Betsy DeVos. I know. Saying it again. Fuck saying Betsy. It again. <laughs> Fuck Betsy. Uh, and she, and like her like fucking whole, first of all, don't even get me started on this bitch because she owns the biggest student loan financing company. And that's why every time she has a fucking statement for the people that still work in the department of education, she's like, do not cancel student loans. Do not yes. cancel student loans because her company would not make as much money. Even though she has yachts in Michigan, which if I had a yacht, it wouldn't be in fucking Michigan. <laughs> but whatever, right? That's just me. Poor judgment. Poor judgment, <laughs> Betsy DeVos. Yeah, I know. Why the fuck? Anyway, um, yeah. I'm sure no. it's a fun lake. If anybody has a lake house in Michigan, gladly take you up on it. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I had a yacht, maybe some island in Greece or something. Maybe not. Maybe. Michigan. 
But we're going to get more angry comments from like people that like to use their boats on Lake Michigan than we do for saying defund the police. <laughs> well, listen, I'm not saying I'm not saying boat. I'm not saying no yeah, boats boat on Michigan. Yeah, boat is different. Boat is true. Boat. True. A boat is different. Boats anybody can have a boat. If you're talking about like multi-million dollar yacht with like multiple Greece. floors. Yeah. Go to Greece. Come on. Greece. Get out of this country. I'm not going to be landlocked on a yacht. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, Especially if I'm Benson DeVos and probably committed crimes. I'm going to want to be in international waters. Exactly. I want to be able to take the yacht and go. Just the Bahamas. Go. The cr- Pollute somewhere. the ocean. Just go. Yeah, just be somewhere, dog. Not fucking Michigan. You do you, Betsy. You do you. No, Get fuck her. Don't you, you do you. Do you in hell, bitch. I, <laughs> I hate her so much. I, I hate her so much. Do you in hell, bitch. People are like, what is this episode about? <laughs> and it all goes back to- And you know what? Best thing? Yes. Trump got deplatformed from Pinterest. Which, that is honestly, really funny. Honestly, you know, I'm on the wedding shaming um, Facebook page, and there has to be. I'm just there has to be a MAGA wedding board at least. Oh, there has to be. be. It's got to be hidden. Is it hidden now, though? We'll see. Well, I don't know. See? That's a good point. But there's ne- near the camo wedding because there's a lot of camouflage weddings. There's a lot. Yes, a lot of John Deere weddings. There, there has to be yeah. MAGA weddings. And you know what? Mute them all, bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> Betsy Duvall's wedding. <laughs> We're also learning more about some of the terrorists arrested after last week's insurrection. So a gentleman named Jacob Chansley, who goes by Jake Angeli, he's, you'd recognize him as the man who wore horns, a fur headdress, and painted his body red, white, and blue. <laughs> he turned himself in in Arizona and made his first court appearance uh, for charges related to storming the U.S. Capitol. There, his mother said that he hadn't eaten since being detained because the detention facility will not feed him all organic food. His mother claimed that anything else makes him violently ill, but also because he needs a shaman's diet. So it's unclear whether he just physiologically can't eat or anything else, or if as a sh- he, w- he would not as have shaman. his shamanistic powers were he to eat, you know, non-organic bananas or whatever. This is not where this story ends, no. distinguished listeners. Unfortunately, because <laughs> that would be a happy ending. Yeah, that would be a happy ending. Uh, the judge in the case responded that the domestic terrorist's lack of nutritious food was deeply concerning and ordered Chansley's public defender to work with the U.S. Marshal's office on the dietary concerns so that they were indeed in line with the shaman's diet that Chansley maintains. It sounds like that thinking is in line with ensuring that detained people have kosher meals or halal meals or about to be a lot of shamans yeah incarcerated about to be a lot of incarcerated shamans i mean also it's like you know all the guys that like get to prison with their swastika tattoos and are like i want the kosher meal it's It's just like like that yeah well also too i'm just like okay kosher there's like specific rules and ways to prepare halal too first of all like i mean I know we don't need to go down this hole. We might but, need to. But but organic food's a fucking scam. <laughs> like most of it, like some shit, yeah. But like, first of all, people lie. Like there's a whole, cons- not conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. It's actually like a lot of companies mislabel to charge more like for organic products. Organic means like no pesticides and stuff, which like if you're eating an apple, something that you eat, the, eat the skin of the fruit or something, then like, you, yeah, you should probably, or like, 
it makes more sense to get organic, but organic like bananas or oranges, like doesn't really make a difference because there's a protective layer with the actual thing that you're eating. Yeah. We gotta get but, Millie in this courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yes, like diet is not real. <laughs> Liar, he could eat an orange. <laughs> you could eat an orange, bitch. And also, I'm just like, what shaman is that? Like, you can culturally appropriate <laughs> something yeah. that says you have to eat at Whole Foods. Like, what? And also, that? like, he's not a real shaman. He's not an actual religious figure he's the he's nicknamed the QAnon shaman shaman. and he wears a costume like we don't have to pretend I'm I'm all for people who are incarcerated receiving nutritious and healthy meals but like that doesn't mean you can have a nutritious and and healthy meal that's not full organic also he's doing this to be an asshole and to be like oh totally and because he can't I'm the QAnon shaman blah 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 like what is the like this isn't a real religious belief that he has or like, you know, it's not the same as like if you were forcing a Jewish inmate to not wear, not eat kosher or if you were forcing like someone who was Muslim to eat like non-halal food. This is a man who made up a thing that he is. Also, don't shamans, is their role not to rid the world of evil spirits and exactly. to promote healing? Yeah, I don't really exactly. see. He's not a shaman. I would like to see right. a single other shaman recognize him as a part of their collective because I don't think that he's really a shaman. <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> wow. We're debunking, we're debunking shit left and right on the Betches Sup podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. Debunking organic foods, Betsy DeVos is like Michigan. Right, go in there. It's like, okay. Okay, QAnon Shaman, you can have organic spinach. That's fine. But just eat the banana. Eat the banana. (laughs) Organic spinach in jail. Do you know, again, like I said, I've had multiple siblings in jail. Um, The shit that they eat, like, first of all, they mostly get commissary, like, because the cafeteria food's so bad. But one time my brother came back from jail and he, we had like a, a day where he we just made all the snack recreated all the snacks that he ate in jail. Oh my god. And like it's it was fun. Because if you grind up Oreo cookies and put a little water of them and put it in the microwave, somehow the consistency is like cake. And it's so, vegan. Somebody it's should vegan. somebody should tell somebody should tell Q oh on my show. God, that wait, the, are shaman, vegan. the shaman can eat this cake. <laughs> He's, he's gonna need a lot of recipes and so mm-hmm. will the perpetrator of this but next he's not crime. on pinterest anymore hey, <laughs> he's, he's not, not pinning any recipes not pinning <laughs> anymore not you, pin, you know what no more pinterest and no more tabs honey you are no longer <laughs> yeah, Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. 
Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So U.S. wildlife authorities have launched an investigation after a manatee was discovered in Florida's Homosassa River with the word Trump scraped on its back. I was going to give a trigger warning before this story, but I was delighted to read that the manatee does not appear to be seriously injured or injured gravely at all. The word was scraped into the algae growing on its skin. Super fucked up and sinister. Yeah. But I, the reason I hadn't talked about the story yet was because when I hear about these things, it ruins my day. But the manatee seems fine. But it's still, manatees are protected under U.S. law. And anyone who fucks with them faces a year in prison and a $50,000 fine. Um, it's pretty scraped in there. So it seemed pretty uncomfortable for the manatee. I just wanted people to know it's fine. This is one of the most sinister things I've ever seen. How, I, I just feel like it's known like you're not supposed to fuck with a manatee. They're, they're the nicest, it's like the most monstrous thing you can do is like mess with manatees. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the sea cows. They're so cute. So I, I shared when we were talking about this in our text thread, um, these campaigns that they used to have of Mumphrey, Mindy, and Max, the three... Um, you know, uh, there's this campaign because people would have boats and the, 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 the like fans, yeah. they would go to see the manatee and get close and the fans would hit the manatees. So they created this whole campaign and we would watch it like multiple times, every commercial, every day, you know, after school would play this commercial of like, say hi to us from far away because you can hurt oh. us. So it's like manatees are very special and it's so, and it's also like, who is this for? Like, who's yeah. scuba diving is going to see a Trump sign on a manatee's <laughs> back and be like, you're right, I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> Betsy, Betsy, Betsy DeVos when she's yachting on the, on the um, Homosassa River. Like as, as, uh, maybe, uh, it feels like as a child of the 90s, like, manatees were sort of this ever-present pointed. Like, it feels, that feels part feels of it. very, like, Manatees, when we were kids, I feel, and in particularly in Florida for you, Millie, were like this animal that it was like, boats hit them and it's really bad. And like, I had an uncle who would always like adopt a manatee for me. And when you would go to the aquarium, they'd be like, the manatees are the nicest animal in the entire world. They're so sweet. And we keep hitting them with our boats. And, and so it just seems particularly egregious to try to put a political slogan on a manatee. Right, just put a, tr- put a MAGA shirt on your dog. Was that not enough? Yeah. Like, it's whatever. Dogs, like, dogs like to wear little hats and whatnot. It's adorable. It's adorable. That's I mean, fine. it's an ongoing thing about how animal lovers can also be MAGA Republicans. I think about it a lot. Um, I don't know how it works. But that's a well, for another podcast. Yeah. Well, there's a whole we we need a whole podcast on debunking like black maga, Latino maga, yes, uh, dog, <laughs> dog rescuing maga, dog rescuer. We just honestly need to. But um, another thing that this brings up for me, which is something that I noticed, like it's just, and I feel like it might be recent of like standing politicians to like you know mm-hmm. like they're the Beatles or something you know yeah. and like the merch 
and the the stuff it's like this is ridiculous and then i also because there's this shirt that i really like that i almost bought it like three different times but it's this shirt that's aoc but it's um it's like a heavy metal with like heavy metal like mm-hmm. 80s imagery and it looks really cool but it's aoc and then you know in seeing this trump like i can look at trump shit and be like that's so corny or that's so yeah whatever and yeah there's something there's a difference between like a shirt and or a little poster and scraping mega or you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. uh like i don't Spectrum. know so yeah but no i, I think i think hero worship overall is i also don't love it and yeah. stan culture I think scan culture is fine, but I also agree when you, all politicians are fallible and it's just, mm-hmm. when you get to a point where people are scrawling a politician's name into a manatee, I think everybody's <laughs> got to take a look at what's going on. We need to take the temperature down. Yeah, I think. Step back, Doug. I know, you got to leave them alone. You're not you supposed to, you got to, we have to leave these manatees alone. I, like, <laughs> some title of like, this episode. <laughs> yeah, leave the manatees alone. And go to hell, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Said it with you, Betsy Duvall. <laughs> she did it. Yeah, she did it. She did everything. For our last terrorism or non-terrorism related story, one of the global community's most pressing threats has been neutralized, Cuban terrorism. Elise, do you want to tell us about this nonsense story that yeah. Mike was responsible for? Um, so yesterday, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo announced that the U.S. will designate Cuba as a state sponsor of terrorism uh, because they're hosting, I guess there are like these 10 Colombian rebels that they're hosting and a number of American fugitives, as well as their support for Venezuelan leader Nicolas Maduro. Um This will basically constrain Biden's ability to normalize relations with Cuba once he gets into office, which is something that he was probably going to do pretty swiftly. I mean, I don't think it's like number one on the agenda, but under the Obama administration, they had reopened relations with Cuba. Things were getting better. The quality of life for the people on the island was improving and also They were starting businesses and making their own money and all of this stuff that we supposedly want to bring them capitalism to make them do. All of these things were happening and then Trump shut it back down and they no longer had those sources of income and it made things very complicated and uh, ultimately drove people back into the arms of this government that we supposedly don't want them to want. So... None of it makes any sense. Um, But basically, because he's done this now, it's basically going to take like six months or so for Biden to like have to undo the paperwork and razzle dazzle that has to happen now because he's doing this. In the meantime, it not only messes up Cuba, aka people who are already really fucking poor and aren't doing anything. Like Cuba's not doing anything. (laughs) maybe they have these 10 Colombian guys, whatever. We fuck with China. They're communist. I don't like, they do way worse stuff. We have a a state sponsor of terrorism in our White House. For real. Yeah, like literally, it's, it's just, I mean, it's just crazy that we focus this much punitive energy on Cuba. Even, and not, I'm, and I'm not even saying that like the government there is great and like, 
uh, good. I'm just saying it's crazy that we focus this amount of energy on them when we fuck with so many other people who do so much worse and are communist. So it who makes no sense. For? It, who is this? Who for is this? in Miami because he... Mike Pompeo wants to run for president in 2024. So now he wants to throw Cubans in Miami this bone on his way out the door so that he can run and be like, look, Biden, uh, Biden reversed this. And I, I did this. And, but but it's like, it's such a cynical and shitty thing to do. And it's actually like, Real talk, it's a very cruel. cruel thing to do because it's for, again, for his own political purposes, for really no reason, because he knows that the policy is going to get reversed. It's just, it's basically him just putting a couple roadblocks in it. He's making the, the lives of these people on this very poor island materially worse for no reason. no reason. This does not further an agenda or a policy goal of the U.S. government in any way. This doesn't put Cuba or the Castro regime any closer to not being in power. All it does is fuck up Cuban people who have it hard enough already and are also dealing with a pandemic, even though they have better doctors than us. <laughs> they have better health insurance than us, so we're they're better, doing better. better. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, it's just, it's actual, it's actual real cruelty and it fucking sucks. And it's also just stupid and pointless and does nothing. And is so, it's so emblematic of the Trump administration's policies towards people who come from like small countries, especially obviously like Latinos, but people around the world, it's like, everyone's just pawns. I mean, you look at how they treated fucking Puerto Rico they look down on any Spanish-speaking country, any brown people, anybody that they can, like, mess around with, and they don't care. And people in Cuba will be harmed because of this. And they'll, and they'll still vote for them. That's the thing. That's the thing that depresses me. Not, not just Cuban people anymore. Latinx people in general, considering how they treat Latinx people all around, it's like... It's another thing that like really messes with my mind of like, yeah. how can you, you know, support people who hate you like, like this much who, who don't care about your community. And it's tough because, you know, I, you know, I realize that different people have different relations with the, you know, with Cuba or their island or how they view things or how they feel like things have to change. But it's, it's pretty depressing to me. And then also too, I'm just like... Guys, we we do have an actual big crisis happening, like in our country <laughs> yeah. right now, that we really should be paying attention to. All this other like road creating roadblocks and shit. Like, we need like to get the vaccine out there, and we need to, you know, it's just like, what are we doing? What the fact are that the doing? Secretary of State on his way out the door when we're dealing with what we're dealing with is focused on his own 2024 political ambitions is fucking gross. It's like, also, it's not going to, Mike Pompeo is less charismatic than Kelly Leffler. He's okay. not going to win anything. Yeah, it's like, to to win, so your, your plan to lose the presidency in 2024 is more important than the fact that he should be sitting by his phone waiting for Mike Pence to call him and be like, hey, we need to invoke the 25th Amendment. That's what he should be focused on right now. Is yeah. answering Mike Pence's call. <laughs> like, you should be waiting by the phone. Absolutely. Just terrible. Just terrible. And like, and the whole thing is the cruelty is the point with these people. Yeah. Like, and 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 I really hope we just don't forget. Like, th- we forgot the kids in cages. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, 
we just can't let them forget. You know, we can't move on of, of yeah. any of this shit anymore. Like, and I'm I'm hoping like it just feels different. Like towards the end of the Trump presidency, like more and more people are seeing consequences, and we're seeing big campaigns and big brands like pull out of these camp things. But I really just I really need you know for my for my sake of morality, I need to see more consequences for these people because this shit is so cruel and disgusting and so many people are dying because of their negligence um and and cowardice and it's just depressing Mm -hmm. yeah i mean consequences and accountability are the only thing that keep it from happening again or from escalating because everything that in the trump administration it's like everything get there's a crazy thing every day but it's all been i think about this a lot it's always been an escalation everything Mm -hmm. is crazier than the thing before so Mm -hmm. people that think it'll ever get better unless we hold him accountable and stop it now are wrong. It's only yeah. escalated. There's no reason to believe that it would ever simmer down and stay at a simmer. It has to be annihilated now. Mm-hmm. I sound really hawkish, but <laughs> just, we got to stop it. Annihilate them. <laughs> uh, great show, guys. Until the return of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast director is Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SupPod at Betches.com. Betches.